2: so Chakras Episode One Hundred and Ten. I have not
1: failed. I have just found
2: ten thousand ways that won't work.
3: The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers, and could? These chocolates help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose. Welcome to My 7 Chakras and now your host,
2: Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up Action Takers? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras and I want to thank you for joining me once again on this epic journey of asking questions, listening to stories and finding new ways to transform your life. Now Action Tribe, there are so many shows on iTunes that you could have listened to right now but you chose this show so I'm grateful for your time. Now I have an announcement to make. Out of my desire to serve you, I'm planning to add another type of episode to My 7 Chakras. As you guys know, three days in a week I interview experts from the world of alternative healing and peak performance. Now based on my research I found that while you have something to listen to during the week, there's a small gap that exists during the weekend and I plan to fill that with a different type of episode an episode which is less like an interview and more like a workshop or a class. During this episode my guests will speak directly to you and teach you a new skill, maybe chakra healing, meditation, nutrition or something else. Now if this is something that you'd love, let me know what you think by emailing me at aj at my7chakras.com Once again, that's aj at my7chakras.com. On the other hand, if you feel that three episodes per week is already a lot of content and you wouldn't be able to handle it, you won't be able to enjoy the four episodes per week, let me know. I'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. Once again, my email is aj at my7chakras.com And with that, I am super excited to bring you our featured guest for today Dr. Dean Howell. So Dr. Howell, are you ready to inspire? I am. Great. So Dr. Dean Howell is an internationally renowned naturopathic physician. He is the inventor and developer of Neurocranial Restructuring, NCR. Widely touted as the newest and most powerful therapy in physical medicine, NCR treats as many as 80 different physical conditions that no other treatment does with long-term permanent results. The miraculous results of this therapy has brought new life and healing in the lives of more than 60,000 patients who have previously been deemed untreatable by mainstream medicines. So Dr. Howell, I've given our listeners a short intro about your work and the impact that you've made on society. But take about a minute and tell us a bit more about yourself.
3: Well, AJ, I'm originally from the area just north of Seattle. My father was a dentist and I went into naturopathic medicine because I also wanted to be of service. I have four kids. I'm a widower now and uh, I'm all over the world continuously, but I divide my time not working between Between Southern California and Eastern Washington State.
2: Thanks a lot for that intro. I can't wait to learn more about the topic that we're going to discuss today. And I'm really passionate about it, and I'm sure that our listeners are too. But we usually take a few minutes to get inspired through the power of words. Sound like a plan? Yes. Great. So what is your favorite inspirational quote? And not only that, tell us how you apply this quote in your life as well.
3: I really love this quote from Thomas Edison. Here it is. I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. I think that that's a, a nice thing to remember when I'm having one of those days where it just seems like everything's a
2: struggle and all the ways that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. That's a really powerful way of looking at it. <laughs> you didn't like that one. <laughs> no, I love that one. In fact, that is one of my most inspirational quotes as well, because you know, as entrepreneurs, as people who want to make a change in our lives as well, uh, we're taking a lot of action, right? But sometimes that action might lead to a failure and might we might feel as if you know, we're not making much progress, but your quote right there shifts the perspective completely. So instead of looking at a thing as a failure, we look at it as a way of it not working and moving ahead. So thanks a lot for that inspiration. Now let's dive in. For someone who's completely new to this topic, what is neocranial restructuring
3: okay so let's first just think about bodies and how they were designed to operate so you're designed to have your perfect skeleton right so you'll look like the your head will look like the pirate flag skull your body your skeleton is going to look just like the one in the anatomy book it's going to be all perfect your brain is going to fit perfectly inside that skull. Everything's going to be just right. But then life happens. You get squeezed out through your mother's birth canal. You fell down probably hundreds, if not thousands, of times just learning how to walk and do things when you were a kid. Kids tend to wrestle. Some of them fight. People do full contact sports. They box. They get in car accidents. They fall out of trees. They fall off buildings and nobody tend to actually restore them to where they were before. Mm -hmm. This is especially true for the brain which runs on fluids like hydraulics. So your brain runs on blood and cerebrospinal fluid that are pumped into the area but where the blood can flow in the brain is dictated by the confines of the skull. So the bone position either holds the brain perfectly or it slightly squeezes it in different areas and then those areas can't perform normally. Of course if the skull is squeezed tight enough the brain dies so we're not talking about you know brain crushing we're talking about these more small events from you know, falls and accidents and beatings and your face collapsing from pulling teeth and uh, orthodontia, all of these different forces start moving these skull bones and your spine and your pelvis so they're no longer in their ideal position and you malfunction. So in this realm is where physical medicine has always been going in to try to correct things. But what I found out when I entered medical school in 1978, a long time ago, when I started learning the different treatment methods... I'm a naturopathic doctor, so I learned chiropractic techniques, I learned physical therapy techniques, I learned osteopathic techniques, right? I learned all these different kinds of things and I found out that they were all temporary. If you put someone's spine back into place, the next week you had to do it again, if not sooner. And, after years, these people wouldn't actually have resolved their problems; they were only controlling them with therapy and I was so upset. Why did they tell me that they were that we were curing people when I was in medical school because when I got mm-hmm. into real life, I found out that we were managing their health right? Have you noticed that's what they call with health insurance and things they call them health management now because they're going to manage your health they're not going to cure you absolutely they're going to manage you if you're heart is malfunctioning and you're having high blood pressure, do they fix your heart? They don't. They just control the blood pressure. If your heart's rhythmic, do they fix your heart? No. They give you something to stabilize the heart rhythm. Do they fix your neck after you have an accident? No. They give you treatments ongoing. If you have a traumatic brain injury, PTSD or you develop chronic anxiety after a minor accident or after you had orthodontia. Is anyone fixing those problems or are they treating your symptoms? Mm -hmm. For the most part, and this is both true of what is considered alternative care as well as mainstream, all of these things are being treated symptomatically. So I started wondering, what is it about the body that Let's say we're talking about the spine to make it easy. Let's say my back is out of place. I go in uh, to my friend who's a chiropractor and he puts my back into place and it feels fine. And over the next few days, it starts going back into that pattern again. Why did the body revert into that seemingly bad pattern? There had to be some benefit to the body to go back into that pattern that was both painful and caused difficulties in movement let's say, in other functions. So it took me a long time to figure out a probable answer that clinically has worked for 20 years. And that is that the body wants to maintain stability. And after you've had an accident and your bones are misaligned and your muscles are having to tighten up to stabilize that skeleton, then what happens is that Once you find a stable pattern, your brainstem says, okay, we're going to stay here. Mm -hmm. And when you have minor things happen, like a treatment from a well-meaning physician, you revert back to that stable pattern afterwards. Because the treatment did not change the definition of posture in your brain. So neurocranial restructuring is a methodology. It's a pattern of treatments that gradually finds where the brain is needs the body to be more stable and also more symmetrical so that it functions better. And we accumulate the treatments one day at a time, making the person a little more symmetrical and stable so that they stay. And the following day, do it again. And I work in four-day blocks. And then perhaps a month to six months later, we'll do another four-day block And each time we make these small incremental changes that can be persistent and last for many years. Mm -hmm. It's very different than getting a massage or having someone move your bones because it's addressing the problem instead of addressing the symptom.
2: So firstly, I love your response. You mentioned that life happens. Kids wrestle, indulge in sports. People have car accidents and no one really thinks about restoring, you know, what has happened to the previous condition. And the question really is, what about the brain? You mentioned that the brain is seated within the skull. But the question is, is the brain really comfortable? Is it able to function optimally? And through your practice, you found that other therapies just control and it don't really cure. They just manage but not fix. And as you rightly mentioned, the body wants that stability. So thanks a lot for sharing. Let's talk about the challenge. There are many healing modalities out there as you hinted. Based on your experience, under what circumstance would a person choose NCR or the other therapies that might be available to him or her?
3: Well, the worst thing about NCR is that it's not being practiced by thousands of practitioners so that there is a limit a limitation on how many people are going to be available for our listeners to come and and see either me or one of my students there's oh probably 20 or so of my 150 students who uh, I would be willing to recommend they actually follow my protocols carefully but the difficulty here mm-hmm. is a number of things one is that there isn't money available for us to be able to conduct the research. If that research were published and it would have the same results that I receive clinically every week, that it would then become a routine kind of treatment. But you see, it's there isn't any money for that. The money in medical research This is not just the United States, this is worldwide. The money for medical research is pretty much all controlled by big pharma, the pharmaceutical companies of the world. Mm -hmm. And so a concept like NCR is not conducive to mainstream medicine. We are not trying, the health management that I was just talking about a little while ago is the big idea for the pharmaceutical companies and insurance and government to work together and a lot of money flows through those things and there's lots of jobs in those things and What they don't like is these alternative treatments that can actually gut the the need for a lot of those problems. So that is a problem. So we don't get good insurance coverage. We're not being accepted at the major hospitals. We're not being taught in the medical schools. And then worse than that is that even if we go out and teach the individual practitioners, they don't like NCR because it is less profitable for them than their routine work. So let's say that I was um, a chiropractor and I'm used to seeing as an average chiropractor in the United States sees a moderate practice is considered seeing 60 people in an eight hour day. And I have met chiropractors that have treated up to 180 people per day and they consider themselves to be doing a good job. When we do NCR in an eight hour day, if I have a helper with me, I can do 16 treatments. If I'm by myself, then I can see about 20, 21 patients, maybe. Oh, I mean, I don't mean 21, I mean 12. 12 appointments per day, and so there's just less profits available. So a lot of doctors won't learn this because it's uh, we don't charge enough compared to what they receive per hour doing these other treatments. So those are our two biggest obstacles. Mm-hmm. The third one is this, the easier one, which is that the people, generally speaking, people don't understand these concepts, you know, because the public isn't looking for these treatments. There isn't a drive for doctors to go into uh, NCR treatment because you know if you think that there's a large market out there, then you figure that you have to get on board. But if there's not a large market out there, you have to instead be self-generating and decide that you're going to do something of real quality and the heck with the rest. And although I have been doing that for many years... <laughs> I'm weird as an
2: Well, thanks a lot for providing that perspective to us because I think it's really important for someone listening to this episode right now. A lot of people might be listening to NCR as a treatment for the first time in their lives. So thanks a lot for providing that perspective and that background. But let's go a bit deeper. I know that this modality has healed over sixty thousand patients who've previously been deemed untreatable by mainstream medicine. But more specifically, what are some of the unique benefits that a person can get from NCR?
3: Well, the first thing to understand is that NCR is a wellness treatment and it's designed to gradually optimize your physical structure like the musculoskeletal system and then mechanically allow the brain to work better and better. So the treatment is performed in the same style. Every treatment, whether you're coming in for headaches, or bunions and that's then that's the next thing is mm-hmm. that there's all kinds of conditions that are regarded as separate conditions that are actually primarily mechanical problems so that in many ways we could look at neck pain and low back pain and headache and jaw pain as kind of being the same problem because in a way they're all being created by bone misalignment and muscle spasms and friction and so you know, the idea that here's a headache pill and here's a joint pain pill and here's an arthritis pill. Well, in the world of NCR, we're going to treat all of those
2: conditions the same
3: way. We're not going to have three different drugs.
2: True. Yeah. That's really interesting that you mentioned that something like a neck pain and a lower back pain and a headache might be because of the same root cause. And a lot of the conventional medicine uh, therapists or experts might give like three different tablets or three different pills for these three issues. But then, as you mentioned rightly, you go into the root cause of that particular challenge and not try to just, you know, uh, cure the symptoms. Is that correct?
3: Yes, it is. And this even works with the brain. Mm. So now conditions that are regarded as psychological are often mechanical in origin. So here's an interesting one. I treat people with obsessive compulsive disorder. I treat people with severe depression, even suicidal. I treat people with anxiety. I treat people with phobias. These are all brain conditions. And normally people are working with psychologists and psychiatrists and hoping that talk therapy will change their feelings towards their friends, for instance, that they blame for their depression or their anxiety. But what I have found out instead is that when we optimize skull structure, we start optimizing the brain's structure and the brain problem of these phobias and fears and depression and obsessions and compulsive behaviors, as well as hyperactivity and dyslexia and things. These are all brain problems that go away when you feel. The bone structure.
2: So, the Ego Action Tribe, this is a wonderful example of the mind body connection. So sometimes it might seem as if it's just a mental challenge or an issue. But again, like Dr. Howell mentioned, the physical aspect, the mechanical aspect of your head might actually be the cause for certain challenges like depression or anxiety that you might be facing internally. So thanks a lot for that clarification. Now, let's go back in time now. How did you first enter this field? I'm curious. Well,
3: I grew up chronically ill. My father was a dentist, but I was the kid that was sick from late October to April every year. I was growing up north of Seattle where it rained a lot, and they gave me so many antibiotics. I had all kinds of problems with uh, fungus and mold and things and rashes. And anyway, when I got older, summer times I would be well, and I ended up playing lots of sports and having lots of head injuries. And I was a water skier as well as an American football player. Mm -hmm. And what I found out by the time I was in my mid-twenties was that the time I broke a water ski by falling at high speed onto the water ski, I was going probably 70 miles an hour when I hit the water ski with my face, that I crushed the right side of my face to where my right cheekbone was a half inch lower than my left and worse than that as I couldn't breathe through my right nostril at all. So I ended up going Going into naturopathic medical school because I found out that my lifestyle was when I fixed my lifestyle, I stopped being sick all winter like I had been growing up, and I couldn't handle the chemicals in my father's dental office, so I went into naturopathic medicine, and I'm in medical school, and I hear about a treatment that is used to open up the nasal passageways using a small balloon inflated by a blood pressure cuff bulb, Mm -hmm. a technique that went back to the 1930s, and I arranged to have someone demonstrate it on me, and he couldn't make. It work. And he said, I needed another treatment. And I realized I needed another doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and found another doctor and I ended up spending weekends uh, watching him work for about three years until I went into my private practice, initially North of Seattle and learned to duplicate his work. And then I found out that my patients were addicted to my treatment in that they couldn't stop seeing me any more than they could see the doctors that specialized in spinal care. Some people could see me and be on their way, and they would get better, and they could leave. That was maybe a third of the people that I was treating with these Berlin-type treatments. And then the other two-thirds, they became long-term patients, and I thought that was horrible. So
2: it started me on my quest that 20 years later resulted in NCR. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing. I love your story mainly because you had a lifestyle, you loved sports, you kept having those injuries, you went on a quest to find a solution for yourself. And uh, obviously, you found a solution and people automatically wanted a part of that solution as well. And that's how you started your journey of uh, having such a positive and powerful impact on society. Now, based on what you've shared, I know that this therapy is really powerful. And I'm sure that you've seen some pretty incredible healing journeys as well. What has been the most transformational healing story that you've seen so far?
3: Well, I have been doing treatments of this general fashion since 1982. So that's a long time, 34 years. Uh, I had one guy in particular that whose story, actually, I'm not going to say his name, but he allows me to share it uh, because he's a a well-known health writer and he grew up in a wheelchair and learned to walk when he was five or six years old. And his father was a famous mathematician. Actually, Einstein used to be one of the dinner guests when he was growing up. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> he learned to walk, but he always walked by dragging his, his leg, you know? And you've seen people with leg braces. That's how he learned to walk at first. Then he got the braces off, but he continued to walk like he had leg braces on. And then he started complaining of head pressure mm-hmm. and they analyzed him for headaches. And then he was only eight years old, and they couldn't find anything wrong. And they, uh, when he was a teenager and he kept complaining of that, they told his parents that he just wasn't mentally sound. There was something wrong with him, you know, psychologically. Mm-hmm. But there was not a reason for his headaches. Then he f- went to university and went into a large auditorium for the first time in his life because he had been in a small town, and he had his first anxiety attack, and he was unable to complete university. He went in and became an advertising copywriter and continued to search for who was going to to cure his chronic head pressure and he met all kinds of interesting alternative practitioners. This is back in the 1970s and early 80s and told his friends about it and started his own health newsletter called Health Healthview News Special Reports. And he wrote letters to the editor of his own newsletter asking the readers for a solution to his problem, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't coming. And I met him in the early 80s because he had been told about uh, Dr. Stober in Portland, who had trained me, and he came up to see me and... He said he was going to write a big article about all that stuff, and then his newsletter went bankrupt, and I didn't see him for 10 years. And he contacted me and asked me to come talk at a conference, and I got there, and he'd just been in a car accident, and his arm was numb, and... And I decided I would treat him. But before that, he got up in front of a group of people and he had a total anxiety attack, full body sweat. And I took him out and I started treating him and his anxiety stopped and I got his right arm better. And he decided to start seeing me every month for a four-day treatment series. Mm -hmm. And for the next five years... He would fly to some place that I was each month and spend four days with me. He wrote articles about me because we ended up having a lot of meals together. And what we found out as he improved was that we did get rid of his chronic head pressure. One of the hardest conditions there is to treat is increased intracranial pressure. We got rid of that. But more than that, his walking gait changed and he stopped dragging his leg. He was in his 40s. He'd been walking that way for 40 years and it went away. Wow. He walked normally. And then even better, his brain functioned started improving. And he had interviewed me in his own newsletter, and I got quite busy, and he couldn't go out through my lobby. If he was getting treatment, he had to go out the back door because he couldn't see that many people at once, and he forgot and went out into the front lobby, and some of his subscribers were there, Mm -hmm. and he enjoyed it for the first time in his life. He found out that he enjoyed getting in front of groups of people because his brain function had changed that much. And so I asked him why he kept coming. I said, your head pressure's gone. you no longer have." anxiety in groups. Why are you still coming to see me, Sam? And he said, Dean, I'm coming to see you because I'm curious what other things are malfunctions of my brain that I accept as just being me and that's inspired me for, for years <laughs> No, that's truly inspiring because <laughs> he got it. He kept going to optimize himself and he found out that he wasn't conditioned to be uh, have panic disorder he had a panic disorder because of the way his skull was. It wasn't him at all it really wasn't the childhood issues that his psychologists had blamed it on because that's what they said it was like a PTSD reaction from some scare when he was a little boy and it wasn't. That was just a creation of the psychologist. But Even if the psychologist had been accurate, talking about things doesn't move your bones very well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) True. So there you go, Action Tribe. If you're facing or somebody who you know might be facing stress, anxiety, something that they cannot really figure out, it might not be a mental challenge. It might just be the nest of the brain, the skull. And for that, the NCR therapy is going to be a solution. So Dr. Howell, our community is known as Action Tribe mainly because we know that execution is equal to or probably more more important than just knowledge. So is there a tip that you'd like to share with our listeners to boost brain health?
3: Yes, the best thing to do, I think of anything you can do at all, is to not use very many simple carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and to eat plenty of healthy fats so the diet information that is being circulated around the world now saying that low-fat diets are healthy is false it is true that animal proteins uh, animal fats that where the animals have been misfed aren't healthy because the animals are sick That's true, but that's about it. Uh, Those fats are bad, but all the other things, the fats are desirable. Simple carbohydrates are the big evil thing, and if you want your brain to work best, you need the oils, the omega-3 oils, the omega-9 oils, the fish oils. You need those for yourself to run, and then you don't need very much simple sugars like glucose and things in your diet. Mm -hmm. That tends to wire your nervous system and it makes it work worse. So get enough protein and plenty of those grass-fed and wild fish fats, and uh, your brain will work better nutritionally. And then after that, you still want to get your structure fixed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so thanks a lot for that tip. We'll have that in the show notes as well. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 110. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 110. When everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. This is a powerful quote by Henry Ford, action taker. The moment you set your goals towards something worthwhile, something that will change your life forever, all hell tends to break loose and it feels like everything around you is crumbling down to pieces. It might make you feel like you were better off before. You might feel a deep sense of regret. You might feel a bit confused about whether you are on the right path in the first place. In such a situation, remember the universe wouldn't put you through anything that you can't handle by yourself. And as Mr. Ford once said, Remember that the airplane takes off against the friction of the wind, not with it. And speaking about obstacles, Dr. Howell, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge or obstacle. How did you go about tackling that situation?
3: Well, I have always kind of taken on my problems head on. I'm not very subtle, I am not very devious. So every time I've uh, come up with a problem, I have first tried to stay calm next to sit and think about it until i can feel like i have perspective in the situation and after that it's to Work hard. Mm -hmm. I've had to do this so many times. I feel that sometimes like I'm the phoenix, always arising from the ashes. (laughs) But each time, it's always the same thing. When the crisis occurs, the best thing to do is not to panic, not to get angry, not to get fearful, not to get tearful. It's to seek that calm place inside so that you can resolve and solve the problem. It's always the same way, I think,
2: (laughs) for me. (laughs) So looking back now in one sentence, probably what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share? with our listener. I
3: think that the major life lesson that I would like everyone to understand is that
2: it's okay to fail because then you can get to try again. We'll have that in the show notes as well. Thanks a lot for sharing that very crucial life lesson. And I love that you mentioned that when you are facing a challenge, you take some time to think about it and how you're going to respond. But ultimately, you are like a phoenix because you don't give up. You rise from the ashes. Action taker, I may not know you personally, but but I do know this, consciously or subconsciously, you and I, we've come together for a particular reason a mission to spread and propagate ancient wisdom and knowledge around the world and help people find their life's purpose. And although our numbers might be small right now, 10 years down the line, you will look back proudly at the human revolution that you started and the millions of lives that you've changed as a founding member of Action Tribe. If you are with me, send me an email at aj 7 at chakrascom That's ajatmy7chakras.com. And let me know what's on your mind right now. I'll feel happy reading your email and I will respond to you. So I ask you to take that decision right now to not stay where you are. To face challenges, as Dr. Howell said, and to rise like a phoenix. Because as Jim Rohn once said, let others lead small lives, but not you. Let others argue over small things but not you let others cry over small hurts but not you let others leave their future in someone else's hands but not you action tribe so dr. Howell have you found your life's calling and if yes what is your life's calling
3: yes I have found my life's calling and my life's calling is actually Mm -hmm. what I'm already doing (laughs) and that feels really nice and so for me this is a way for me to reach out and help people to change
2: Beautiful. And looking back at your life, was there ever a special moment beyond which you were pretty confident that your life was about to change? Take us back to that very instance. So
3: it was when I decided to sign up for medical school. Up to that point, I had been a college student and I had been an independent business person. And then my father was trying to get me to become a dentist and I couldn't handle all the dental chemicals. They made me too sick. He (laughs) said, well, at least be of service to people, not just make money and uh i realized he was right and i thought about it a lot and i decided to go into medicine and once i was accepted into medical school once i yeah, i had to do uh, you know interviews and stuff once i was accepted into medical school that's when i knew Things were going to be different forever, that was one of those crucial nexus points where you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you leap off and it's and you can't go back
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and I also had a similar moment when my dad uh, told me a couple of years back that you know it's better to serve your community, your audience before even thinking about you know making a fortune or whatever it is because serving is something different altogether. And he asked me to go back to school (laughs) and I took his advice and I did an MBA and I'm happy to share with you that I'm going to claim or get my MBA degree just a few days from now. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh,
3: congratulations. Thanks. Which school do you go to?
2: I finished my MBA from the University of British Columbia, UBC. Ah, UBC. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. And for me, it's uh, business has taken a completely different shift ever since I was introduced to the spirit side of things. All the conferences, all workshops that I go to these days, I'm realizing that people have realized the importance of having a conscious business where we affect change in the communities, in the people, in the stakeholders around us. And uh, in the process, create that shift, that revolution, as you probably might resonate with as well. that brings us to the last round of today's show, Dr. Howell. And this round is called the Wisdom Round, which is a rapid fire round that contains just four questions. Are you ready? Yes. So what's the best advice that someone's ever given you?
3: (laughs) Well, you know, the best advice was don't marry that girl. And they were right. I didn't. (laughs) That was a really good one. She ended up a crazy person. I was terribly in love with her. And Mm -hmm. I got good advice from friends. Don't marry her. And I was
2: really glad I didn't. Who knows where I would have been had I gone that way. (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners might be at that crucial point as well, that crucial moment where you make a decision. And, you know, obviously it's a partner and you got to spend a lot of time. uh, And it's so important to resonate with that same vibration. And you took the advice of your friends. So thanks for sharing. Name a personal habit that keeps you going. Um, Golf. I play golf to de-stress. Dr. Howell, what is your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day?
3: In the early morning, I wake up, I do some stretching, then um, lately, the last couple of years, I've been doing a lot of ozone treatments for myself with medical ozone and I will do an enema and medical ozone treatment and then I will eat my breakfast, which is uh, grass-fed meats and eggs and a little bit of carbohydrate and then uh, and read some of the
2: newspaper. That's usually my morning. Perfect. What's the most powerful book that you've ever read?
3: Well, the book I thought I would mention today, I don't know if it's my most powerful book ever, but it's a book called The Power of Habit. And that was a really helpful book for me.
2: We definitely have that in the show notes as well, so that our listeners can have a look at the title and can go directly to Amazon or wherever they like to prefer to purchase it from and learn some more as well. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my 7 forward slash one. One, zero. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 110. Dr. Howell, thank you for joining us today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. I'm really grateful that all my kids are good and
3: care for me. (laughs) I'm not at war with any of them. (laughs) Now, if you need to contact me, the easiest way is to look on the internet. And my name is Dean Howell. So it's the drdeanhowell.com website. And here's how we spell Dr. Dean Howell. D-R for doctor, Dean is D-E-A-N, and then Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L drdeanhowell.com and yes, I'm also on social media and uh, so a huge website. There's so much information and it's being changed a lot so keep going back. We're getting ready to franchise some NCR treatments uh, on the east coast of the United States starting later this fall. So there's going to be lots of
2: new stuff on the website. So there you go, Action Tribe. As you probably know, we've spoken about topics like meditation, yoga, mindfulness a lot on our show, but NCR is something that we've just probably spoken once, that is cranial therapy. Although Dr. Howell brings a completely new perspective on this particular topic. And especially if you've listened so far, it means that you're really interested in learning more about this practice. So head on over to drdeanhowell.com. dot com. I'll have the link in the show notes as well so that you can learn more about how you can boost your health with neocranial therapy. Dr. Howell, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of neocranial restructuring and taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
3: Thanks for having me on, AJ. I've had a good time. And the tribe group out there, boy, keep going, keep going. We need more people like us and less like the rest. Listening to My Seven Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.